Happy gay day to you. Oh Happy gay day to you. Happy gay day, dear Colton Underwood. It's about fucking time you came out. <laughs> Happy gay day to you. I did not. I, I'm so excited. I've known since Colton's season that he was gay. We He's have waiting known. and waiting and waiting. We both knew. It's true. And last night, I sent you a TikTok because someone said, Colton's going on GMA tomorrow making an announcement. Could it be? Finally. And it was. And I got the news from my dad. Um, family chat. My dad starts the morning. So Colton is gay. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I was so excited. Yeah. I mean, what a journey we've been on through the blinds that we read in the past. Like, I feel like yeah. yesterday you and I were reading those, like talking about those blinds together. And I was there in these, Brooklyn. There were these blind items that were saying that like Colton was gay, da da da, like on multiple different sources. And sorry, sorry my dog is like whining and being crazy. Um, but there are these blinds saying that he was gay and then also that he was saying he was a virgin and it was like not really true well he was but he was a virgin with women oh that was very interesting mm-hmm. and i thought it was true oh, do you want to sit in my lap what's the deal it's my dog Everyone. there he is come on you come sit sit with mom i'm still with mom oh we're not that's fine also <laughs> Um, so yeah, we are celebrating that today. I am so for everyone living their life, their best life, their truth, letting everyone know the truth about themselves and yeah. whatever that may be. I'm happy your life. for him. Me too. Life I is just, too short. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the media who haven't come out yet. Yeah. And yeah. I really hope that this doesn't inspire doesn't have to inspire anybody maybe inspire but like just makes people feel yeah just like feel good and like okay and like the next phase of Colton's life but I think it's nice like I'll be like a lot of football players don't come out yeah a lot of people and I feel like I feel like that's just nice and I feel like like they should like everyone should come out on their own time and their own terms of course super comfortable and super ready. And I feel like now is the time. And I think it's kind of interesting when we were on that journey of all of his legal issues with his ex. And I wonder if it was because he was worried she was going to say it. That's what I, I I genuinely think that this is tied up with that mess. I I really, I really do. And I do believe that he was going through a really dark time. And unfortunately, you know, I do not condone stalking or in any way, but at this, but when not at the same time, I don't, I never condone that. But I think now it's kind of, there's a little, now we kind of understand what was kind of going through his mind (laughs) through all that. Um, I just can't imagine the burden. I know. Or in like the shame that he had to carry through that entire season, like, going through this and trying living a lie. Yeah. But like, tr- but truly like being so uncertain and not really 
certain of what's going on that you go through this thing that's like really intense and everybody who's been a bachelor or bachelorette talks about how emotionally draining it is and how you know they have like lots of ptsd after it because it's right like never mind if you're trying to figure out your sexuality yeah i genuinely look i really wish i like i, I don't really wish i read his book to be honest but i kind of wish that like i knew more of the stuff in his books i know that like he had a lot of negative things to say about the bachelor but a little bit now would feel like reading his book i'd be like remember the part where you left out that you were gay yeah (laughs) true and then it makes you think of like he's a perfect example of pr relationships like him and lucy hale and like that to make it look like they were on a date like if that doesn't make people believe that relationships in hollywood are for publicity i don't know what what else is like it is a way of life yeah there's a reason there's people that Literally, their job is to make your image look good. Yeah. For like something crazy, it's off topic, but not really. Well, yes, but someone else gay. Um, Lil Nas X. So his song, Montero, Call Me When You Want, um, in some countries, is like all of a sudden, like taken off of all streaming platforms. Yeah. And I think that's so crazy. He warned people that that was going to happen. It's crazy. It shouldn't be allowed. The song itself, like, who cares? Well, even the music video, yeah, it might offend some people, but, like, it's freedom of expression. Like, get over it. It truly, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no is sense. It's my Can you still stream it here on all platforms? Yeah, yeah. At least I could when I checked yesterday. It's a great song, so. Wonderful song. It is a bop and a half. I like it better than Old Town Road. Oh, hell yeah. Um, all right. We're starting with a quiz today. Ooh. I Okay. So the quiz is, we're not going to do the age thing, but it was like, it's like one of those things like do this and we'll guess your generation. But like, I don't care about that part. Okay. I just want to do it and I want to see, like, I want to see our different opinions. So... It is recasting Legally Blonde for 2021. And they give us like options. So I'm gonna actually send you I'm gonna send you the link too so that you can like see the people. Like if I say their name and you're like not sure who I'm talking about, you can like see who they are, you know what I'm saying? So hold on. Let me send you the link. Maybe I'll surprise you and I'll know them all. Maybe well, I didn't. So all right, so for Ella Woods. The options are Sophie Turner, Zendaya, Olivia Rodrigo, Hunter Schaefer, who I don't know. Vanessa Euphoria. Love, 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 love her. I've never seen Euphoria. I want to, though. You should. It's a cultural moment that you should be a part of. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, Vanessa Morgan or Sarah Wiseglass. Dude, I don't like a single one of those options. Not a single one of those options makes sense to me. They don't match any of their personalities. Like, are you kidding me? No you way. kidding me? These options. I'm sorry, right. but like, first of all, most of the people in this category are like, I don't know, I don't see them playing Elle Woods because they're such incredible actors in terms of dramas. And this is such like a bubbly, bubbly character and it's comedy and I just don't see any of them really embodying this character at all. If I had to pick one, it'd be Sophie Turner. 
but I think it's right. obvious. I guess, I guess that's, who I, that's who I was drawn to most in that list. But even her, I don't see her playing this character. True. I genuinely don't like a single one of those options. All right. Why don't you read us the Emmets? The what? The Emmets. What's that? Down the list. Emmet. I didn't see. Where did you send this to me? I said this to you in the chat. Sorry. Oh, there's a chat? Yes. Welcome. Welcome me here. Um, <laughs> I'm like in a new tab. I got something in my teeth. Right. Emmett. Okay. Who should play Emmett? Charles Melton. Mm-hmm. Reggae? No. Reggae? Yeah. <laughs> I figured this out last pod and I can't do it. <laughs> Reggae no. Jean Page. Thank you, girl. KJ Appa. Rose Ross Butler. <laughs> Noah Centineo. Or Daniel Ezra. Another oh, like, list of guys that I'm like, no. But also, I don't know Daniel Ezra or Ross Butler, so I don't I, – I can't, like, speak on them as actors. But both of them, to me, I don't know why. Like, the first four, I'm like, no, to none of them. Like, maybe Charles Melton. Like Charles maybe. Melton is my pick. But, like, the bottom two, like, Ross Butler, he could be – man, doesn't he look like um, – Emmett? No, doesn't he look like my ex-boyfriend from high school? <laughs> no? I think he does. If like if if he was like a brunette and this guy. <laughs> I don't see it. Sorry, it's the first thing I thought of. All right, who should play Warner? Jordan Fisher, Jacob Elordi, Cole Sprouse. Wait, which one was Emmett? Emmett is the one who, like, helps her through, and then she ends up being with him. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, Warner is, like, her original boyfriend, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, John Boyega. Whoever wrote this BuzzFeed article, I'm sorry, but they really disappointed. Like, this is disastrous. Raymond Ablack or Dylan O'Brien. I think Cole Sprouse plays a great douche. He's the only one on this list that I think – Everybody else looks, like, nice and friendly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and Jacob Elordi, like, I don't know, you need someone who can, like, pull off a preppy look. And, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, he could pull off a preppy look. But Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Cole Sprouse looks like more – he could play more of a douchebag. Even though Jacob Elordi plays, like, a major douchebag in Euphoria. But – All right. I feel like Jordan Fisher would be a great Emmett. You think an Emmett? Mm. Also, if you can think of someone off the top of your head that should be on the list, let me know. And same with Raymond Ablack. I think he would make a good Emmett. Those are two people who make a great Emmett. Actually, Raymond would make a great Emmett. You're right. He was on Degrassi, right? Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Not me. Anyway, these lists are, but honestly, I don't know. Like, I would have to think about it. I just know this, this isn't it. All right, take us into the Vivians. Okay, who should play Vivian? Shay Mitchell, Antonia Gentry. Sorry if I pronounce any of these wrong. Oh my God, I have something to talk about. Okay, anyway, Kaylee Bryant. Okay. Camilla Mendez. Camila. 
Camila, sorry, I'm like really hung up on something. Karen and okay. Shira or Alexa uh-huh. Demi. What are you hung up on? Huh? What are you hung up on? All right. I don't know if you saw any of the TikToks I sent you today. No. Sorry. I fell fell down an extreme rabbit hole about Alexa Demi. So I love Alexa Demi. She was in mid-90s. She's in Euphoria. She's beautiful. I love the characters she plays, like, truly. Then all of a sudden, all this stuff started coming out that she has changed her name, that she's actually a Wilson, like tied to the Beach Boys family. And that Interesting. The way that like she presents herself isn't accurate. Like she's like if you try to find anything about her online, there's not a lot of information, and they think mm-hmm. it's, it's like her entire like branding and PR and everything is like this persona. That's not really interesting. And I am so, like, I need to do more research about it. It threw me Mm. for a freaking loop today, all this, that she's, like, 31, like, she's older than you think. These pictures started coming up of, like, her at these parties hanging out, like, hanging out with um, Sky Ferreira and, like, all these people. And I am, this is a TBD because I need to do a deep dive on this because, I was shook today. I mean, really, I was losing my mind. Anyway, back to the task at hand. On this list, I feel like the person who could be, like, a really great Vivian who's, like, snarky and assertive but also insecure. I thought Vivian's character was, like, I really, really liked it. And based on this list, I have to say either Camila or Kieran and Shipka for sure. I would say Camila – or I would say Antonia. She just looks like she could play the part. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think Antonia looks way too nice. Mm, maybe. It's too nice and, like, pretty. The reason why <laughs> I was drawn to, drawn to Kiernan is because of, like, her voice. Like, as, like, an actress, like, the way like the way that she speaks to me mm-hmm. is so like, Vivian. That's why I feel like her voice and, like, Camilla, like, I don't know. I, Camilla, whatever her name is. Yeah, I don't love Riverdale, so I have nothing. I don't really know what she's like. I just feel like she kind of like looks like she could be a bitchy Harvard girl. Yeah, no, I totally think so too. Um, who should play Paulette? Um, Annie Murphy, Amber Riley, Kat Graham, Mindy oh. Kaling, Kelly Marie Tran, or Victoria Pedretti. I think Amber Riley. I was going to say the same thing. I think Amber Riley yeah. would be really great. I don't really know anybody else except for Mindy. Yeah. But yeah, I would love that. All right. Brooke. Tell us the Brooks. Wait, remind me who Brooke is. Brooke, Brooke Wyndham. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was thinking of someone else when I thought when I saw this quiz by myself. Um, Brooke is the like the fitness instructor who killed her husband, who was framed for killing her, killing her husband. Okay, who should play Brooke? Troyan is it Troyan? Mm-hmm. Belisario, Kristen Stewart, yeah. Janelle Parrish, Ariana Grande, Lily Reinhardt, and Nicole Baines. Okay, whoever made this thing like clearly <laughs> pretty little liars in freaking Riverdale I know because like 
Um, there are a million actresses out there. This is what you're giving me. This is my choice. <laughs> this is crazy. There's a million oh, yeah. other people like Margot. If you're going to put Christian Stewart and Ariana Grande, Grande in here, then put Margot Robbie in here. Like if you're going to put somebody that well known in this list, I'm sorry. Margot Robbie would be a great Brooklyn Wyndham actually. Yeah, like puts like if you're gonna put Ariana Grande in this list, you might as well like, put like the freaking. Uh, well, the funny thing is, winners. when I um, was looking at this originally, I was thinking of Chutney instead of Brooke. What's who's Chutney? Chutney is the the like the, the, the like stepdaughter who actually did it. Oh, and I thought Ariana Grande would be really funny in that role, actually. Yeah, actually, I think that would that would be funny. Um, also, I thought of you today because someone I like watched someone cut someone else off in traffic, and I went, "That was fresh." <laughs> and I thought of you because I said that was fresh. I know. I think I think Chris and I we went through we go through phases with words that we say a lot. And yeah. right now, fresh. I think we need to dial down on the saying of the fresh. I think we say it too much. I love it. You do. It is what it is. All right. Finally, who should play Professor Callahan? Dan Levy, Robert Pattinson, Chad Michael Murray, Anthony Mackie, Mark Consuelos, or Milo Ventimiglia? I strongly feel Chad Michael Murray. Oh my god! I didn't at all. I I, I was well, because he played this like creepy cult leader on Riverdale, and so I like saw him playing this like sus man, and I'm into it. So, oh, I I don't know. I kind of thought Dan Levy would kind of be fun. Levy, sorry, I don't know. If I said Levy. I feel like that would be fun. She feels like it would be fun. Or. Oh, you just know that this person watches freaking like these CW shows. I cannot with the Mark Consuelos option. <laughs> I also can't with the Mark Consuelos picture. <laughs> <laughs> like Robert Pattinson, that's so fucking random. And then we have, oh my God, they also like Twilight with the Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, who wrote this? Who's our, who is the editor here? Kelly Martinez. I want to know your freaking life story. Kelly, I see all the articles she wrote, and there's lots of Riverdale articles. Yep, lots of One Tree Hill, mm. and freaking Twilight. Okay, so it's this tracks. It's niche. <laughs> all right, we have some Housewives news. So Jen Shaw, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. March was a really bad month for Jen Shaw, bad month of press. There was the leaked audio of her speaking really poorly to um, a stylist. There was, uh, I mean, anybody who was, like, giving her the benefit of the doubt for that, like, you know, I feel like I sometimes, like, you'd be like, oh, maybe it's editing, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Like, no. It was made perfectly clear that Jen Shaw sucks as a person, um, and, like, when you thought she couldn't be any more disgusting, she commented that the backlash against her, um, she compared herself to George Floyd and said that people had their knee on her neck and she couldn't breathe. So, oh. trash, 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 trash. Ooh. Um, yeah. Wow. So, anyway, 
all this happened and we were like, well done, Jaw sucks. She sucks. She sucks. And then uh, the whole, you know, her and her creepy assistant, Stuart, were arrested by Homeland Security on March 30th, according to the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Jen Shaw and Stuart Smith, who was portrayed as her assistant on the reality series, generated and sold, quote unquote, lead lists of innocent people who could be targeted for their nationwide scam for about nine years. So, the filming for season two is at the halfway point. The cast was en route to Colorado to film when the feds showed up. So Jen made up an excuse and like bolted from the trip out of the blue and production was shook. And then um, I was reading from somebody who's on the production that they were like traumatized because the feds were asking them where Jen Shaw was. So obviously she lied to them about her emergency. And uh, then she was not allowed to go to Colorado to film due to her conditions of her arrest. Bail, okay, bail is very confusing to me. Can you explain bail to me? So bail, I I know what the concept of bail is. Like bail was set at a million dollars, but like she's also like walking free. So I'm very confused. Like, so you you can go to jail. So, okay, I can explain it to you. And I'm not 100% sure about what I'm talking about. So... We'll see if I'm right. So go for it. Bail. So if somebody is arrested, right? And they have a bail that's set. Some people are arrested without bail. So they're going to jail and there's no way for them to get out. They're staying in there until their trial. Bail means somebody can pay so you don't have to stay in jail, but you still have to stay in trial. Depending on the outcome of that trial, you can be back in jail. Um, That's right. I understand that, but like, I don't know. So, all right. So, um, because she didn't pay a million dollars and she's still out. How do you know that? How is that? How is that so? Um, okay. Hold on. So what was, what came out was that she has no property in her name. From what I know, the house where Sharif, her husband lives, um, is in his name and he probably won't sign that away. Um, and any other property that she may have um, would be in the name of her multiple shell accounts where the stolen and laundered money is funneled. And um, most, if not all of those accounts are frozen. Um, the judge mandated that she not take drugs, no drinking alcohol to excess. And there was a condition about mental health care and alcohol treatment that I'm not really clear on. Um, the Bravo people couldn't be happier um, after everybody came back to Salt Lake City for Easter. Um they should be up and filming any day now. Her castmates are probably loving this. I would be like, good, get yours, honey. Um, so she's hired hired two high-powered New York lawyers that are expensive as hell and very good. Um, Jen and Stuart are both looking at a maximum sentence of 30 years for the wire fraud charges and an additional 20 for the money laundering charges. Um, that is steep. Right. And uh, they, she's been like, posting stupid shit on her Instagram ever since she was arrested. Like, someone is obviously advising her to, like, not, somebody should tell her to not be so unbothered and, like, being posted, posting shit like hashtag unarrested, hashtag free Jen. Gosh, and, like, gosh, Teresa Judice. Oh my God. Flashbacks. But what's interesting is neither of them have paid $1,000 in bail yet. So I don't, maybe it's because, okay, 
Because other other people can pay your bail. You oh, have to pay your okay. bail. So that might be it. Like maybe they know somebody who's paid paid them out. Oh, okay. Okay. That could be what it is. I think that crime is so disgusting. And it's not like it's not like she can say like it was like you know, like sometimes like I don't know the full details of Teresa Judice because I like am not there yet. But I thought from what I like gathered, I think her husband was more guilty than her. But I don't know. I'm gonna say? Yes. Yes, he was more guilty than her. Okay. They basically um, there's a lot of crimes there and Teresa basically knew about what was going on. Okay. So considered a um accessory. Yes. So she yeah, not good. Especially when it has to do with like taxes and you're married. It's kinda hard to like separate the two because you file them you file as a married person. Right. So then this makes me nervous because, okay, so now there's the Erica Girardi thing. And Erica filed for divorce from Tom Girardi in November 2020. Um, almost a month later, the news broke out of his legal problems. The next thing you know, the brothers, the conservator, da-da-da. Um, that's going at least through the end of June. Um, anyway, it's pretty clear Tom is fucked. But then, like, I, like, hope that, like, Erica is able to, like, Teresa her way out of this and get, like, a minimum whatever. And, like, my friend Liza was saying she was, like, I don't know, like, how she would go to jail if, like, her husband's the one that did it. But then I'm, like, if she knew, like, can they prove that she knew? And then there were these legal papers that I saw um, saying that she signed saying, Dear Joe, it is agreed any obligation from the firm to Thomas Girardi, the estate of Thomas Girardi is waived until council financial is paid off in full. I am the sole heir with kind regards, Erica Girardi. And then also there's something else. Hold on. Um, Erica, 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 shut the fuck up, Dexter. I'm going to kill you actually. Um, <laughs> and, um, Okay, yeah. So um, there's also something that said in September 2019 that she signed saying, I am married to Thomas V. Girardi. We have been together for more than 20 years. I agree that California Attorney Lending, Inc. has the first lien on any assets owned by Thomas V. Girardi and any assets which are community property. Do these like people are trying to say like, oh, this proves that she knew? I'm, am I missing something? I don't think it does. I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, it is – like, I mean, you can be in a married relationship and, like, there can be issues with your financials that you aren't aware of for sure. Yeah. But it does get tricky when you do have a lot of joint assets, you know? So I'm not sure. It's really, like, a mystery to me. Yeah. Um, we have to talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11 trailer that came out. Um, so Erica Jane, I think, is really carrying the team this season um, with all her legal issues. She mm-hmm. has her ongoing divorce from Tom and their alleged the, the fraud allegations and money problems. So that's definitely going to be 
the talk of the town mm-hmm. when the show comes back in May. 2020 was a rough one for Erica. Um, when asked about her legal issues, she stood firm, denying that she knew anything about Tom's issues. Um, and the ladies weren't going to obviously let her off the hook that easy. Garcelle says straight up, with any of the lawsuits, did you have a heads up? And during um, a group dinner, Dorit Kemsley and Kyle Richards addressed the lawsuit, accusing the couple of embezzling money mm-hmm. from the victims of Lion Air, Flight 610, in their divorce. And Erica said, like, no one knows the answers but him. And then things really hit the fan when Sutton got involved, who we hate. And um, in one scene, Erica showed that she's not above joking. She kind of made it like a joke about her legal whatever. But um, then we're also introduced to a new housewife, Crystal Kung Minkoff, who has a big problem with Sutton's attitude. And Lisa Rinna also reveals what she thinks about Amelia Gray dating Scott Disick. And so it's just like all looks very exciting and juicy. And I'm very, very, very excited. Yeah, it looks extremely good. And I'm, I, I've got high hopes, people. It's going to be a good one. There was this uh, conspiracy on TikTok talking about um, – so there was, like, in the trailer, it starts with Dorit saying, let's play a game, two truths and a lie. And in the trailer, Erica is asked three questions about um, about her marriage, if she planned on divorcing him, if she got a heads up, and if she knew. Like – if she like knew all along kind of thing. And people are thinking that the two truths and a lie might've been a kind of a double entendre because they might've played it in the show. But also they think that maybe one of those questions she lied about because there was a moment where Garcelle asks her if she got a heads up and that's why she divorced and she nods her head, but then she says no. Mm. And I thought, I too thought that was very interesting, but I kind of was just like, maybe it's in my mind. And then when someone else commented on it, I was like, Hmm. What do you think? Well, I'm curious about how much she can actually say about the trial on the show. So I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a very high profile situation like this. You can't really speak about it. Like that's the thing. It's like on the on Jersey. Yeah, we knew what happened, but based on like what they the, they could tell the press, they never were going yeah. into detail about it because I don't think you're legally allowed to. So mm-hmm. maybe like the nod, like the and saying no was basically her way of being able to communicate without actually being able to communicate. Because I'm sure that she couldn't speak on a lot of this stuff. That's true. Her lawyer was probably like, you got to be freaking careful. I mean. Yeah. So I, mean, I could see that. And I think also, like, I think they did set up the trailer like that. Two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's three questions asked, asked. So I think that that type of, like, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Demi Lovato. Um, yesterday we talked about, um, we talked about, um, how you didn't watch the fourth part of the, uh, documentary and are kind of like all set with it. So I'm going to just tell you my thoughts on the fourth part. Yes, please do. I, I feel like Demi Lovato is either going to overdose again or is just going to be a lifetime drug user. Um, the reasons I think this are many. Well, the addicts reasons. are addicts for life. Just to say. be an addict, but not necessarily be using. That's okay. That's true. But I think that part of being an addict is like relapsing. That yeah. is part of like the journey of an addict is like 
you you pretty much have to be like now that she's saying now that she's saying that she's not trying to be sober anymore then I'm like okay then you're just gonna be someone who uses drugs your whole life yeah that's really confusing for me to hear I don't understand that stop okay um where's Brad Brad's not home um getting dinner um so something is weird for me um we're getting um we both really like this apple butter protein shake from protein house so we're getting that and then also paninis from hot table Mm, delicious anyway sorry i got a a veggie pesto i'm very excited veggie pesto love a veggie pesto yes so something else weird to me is i saw no shame no shame from demi lovato in this documentary like i saw like like you know when like you do something and like you're like mortified and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i got like put my friends through this i put my family through this i literally have shame about everything i do and i'm trying to get over that so i understand that entirely oh my god there's a kitty yes yeah hi girl um like, there was no part where she was like, oh, my gosh, like, I am mortified. I put my family through. I'm mortified that the public saw this. Like, I saw, like, none of that. Like, she didn't act like any of it was, like, cringy. And I was like, I don't know. Did she just have, like, a healthy, like, has come to terms with it? Or, like, what? Like, I don't know. That yeah. was weird to me. Or maybe she wanted to, like, come across as really strong. Maybe she, like, maybe she is super strong. And, like, you're right, has come to terms with it. Maybe, like, she wanted to, like, keep this, like, hard exterior because i agree i felt like she had this like super like firm i'm owning it like she wasn't like i don't know i don't know but then it was weird like her friend syra who was like her former sober companion and she was like i'm not really sure if demi should be sober like maybe that's not right for her i'm like you were her sober companion like if you're saying she shouldn't be sober like like, who are these people in your life? I mean, I know that it's not her their responsibility to keep her sober, but I'm like, hello, what? Yeah, I agree. Like, what is, what's Demi Lovato doing right now? Uh, she just released her album. She's been doing some interviews. We do have to remember this interview. I mean, right as we're talking, I wonder what Demi Lovato's doing. Oh, <laughs> well, she just texted me and she told me, no. Um, so, and I also think she has kind of done this thing where she has, like, weaponized confessionals. And she's done them so many times. And she just does these confessional documentaries to fit whatever her agenda is at the moment. And I kind of feel like her agenda in this documentary is just justifying everything. And then, so in the beginning of this part, um, you had like celebrities talking about her. (laughs) And I kind of felt like the producers of this were like, nobody's going to feel bad for her or like feel like, you know, there's going to be like, what the fuck? You're not stopping using anything. Like, that's cool. So they were like, let's put some celebrities in there because, like, people love a celebrity endorsement. Oh, boy. And so, like, Christina Aguilera was in there and was like, Demi is, like, so real and, like, da-da-da. And I'm like, is she, though? I don't know. Because every time we think she's being real, something happens and we're like, oh, she wasn't being real. And then, like, Will Ferrell was in there and I kind of was like, where did you come from? Wait, um, What? Why? They never worked together. No, they did, apparently. The movie Eurovision, Demi did a cameo. Oh, so they really worked together for freaking cameo. Yeah. That's baloney. I don't know what he was doing there. Um, what did he say? 
uh that she's like brave and shit you know shit i could have said without knowing her like you know um and then harsh what are we being too harsh maybe i don't know and then elton john was there i love elton john though yes okay i love that man and he said moderation doesn't work when they asked him about it (laughs) i was like he would know he would know he has been sober for 30 years like he was like you know rock and roll drugs da 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 like he was like poster man you know yeah but he would know so anyway i just don't understand why can't you say she's like like her, her thing is i can't say that i'm done and i'm like why can't you say you're done after multiple stints of rehab and od you are left with lingering physical effects blind spots you can't drive like if that can't make you say i like i i don't i don't i don't expect perfection i don't expect her to say i know i'll never pick up anything again i don't expect that you know i understand like but to just say like sobriety doesn't work for me and to just decide she says she says i'm done with the hard stuff but i'm also not going to try to be completely sober and I'm like, if those things can't get you to be sober, then I guess nothing can. Yeah, I would be so interested in hearing this from somebody who's an addict themselves. I mean, a lot of people are sober. Oh my god, I would. If Dax Shepard had her on his podcast, that would be. Mm. He was an addict, and he's an AA, and he relapsed this past year. I yeah. think that would be such a good podcast. Just yeah, we can talk about it. The key knows. He's been through it multiple times. He's a lot of people, like, in the comments of, like, her documentary are, like, this sounds just like my sister before she OD'd. Or, like, this sounds just like so-and-so before they relapsed. Like, a lot of people were just, like, heard this before. Um, She said that being sober sounds good in theory, but she wishes she could get relief from weed or alcohol. And I'm, like, relief from what? Yes. I wish I could. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, from what? Like being alive, stress, heartbreak, trauma. Like I understand it's a disease. I understand not being perfect. I understand, you know, like the saying like you just want it for relief. Like there are a lot of ways to find relief. And I kind of am like, you need to grow up. When I like, say I wish I could, as in like, if that was like the cure-all was like, like here are people who have can a have a drink. Wine, have a yeah. glass of wine. All your problems are solved. No, that's not how life works. For no, someone. and, like, you'd like, think she would relief. learn that by now? Yeah, like, relief comes from the inside. Like, like what she needs is some coping mechanisms. Yeah, like, that's not what it is. Like, it shouldn't be a relief. Like, you clearly have so much you work to do on yourself. So you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to have those coping mechanisms like alcohol and drugs for relief. Yeah. But, I just want know. her to do the work, and I don't know if experimenting with her boundaries or substance use is healthy for a person who has OD'd. Like, and I'm not saying all or nothing is the only path. Like, I think there are totally people who can find a medium. She doesn't seem like one of those people. And she said, um, she said, I have a level of depression that no one can understand. And that's why I turned to drugs. And I, and I thought to myself, how fucking dare you? Um, 
that nobody can understand. And nobody can understand. I think there's lots of people that have really bad depression and yeah. alcohol and drug abuse in their life. And that don't have the resources that she does. It's very fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. I just feel, I have to say, I feel like we there's no way we know the full story still. Because I just don't understand how you can get, you can go on YouTube and do this documentary and say all this shit. Because I don't think it's sending the right message. No, I agree. You know, so I feel like there's something we're missing. Because how can it be? And I mean, I want to, I still, my Demi Lovato, I feel like I'm having like a Demi Lovato like couple months where I'm going to be just peeling back the layers up until now of what I think. But like, I just, yeah, I like, I still have so much to say about Demi, but I'm doing it little by little. So no, so it's not just like the Demi show. But on on like the same wavelength as like these YouTube documentaries, did you see that girl who used to be dancing the Missy Elliott videos is doing this whole thing? Yes. Yes. I watched it. Okay, I really want to watch it. Was it is it worth it? Is it yeah, worth it? Let me work it. Put this thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> is it more Renipus Flippus Land? One time, one time, I was like talking with David, and we were singing that song, and he's like, and then I don't know, we we're just singing it, and then I said that line, but I sang it perfectly like I said whatever it's her for Nipisipis land I can't even do it now but I said it and David was like I've never heard anybody sing that I can't do it ever again um sorry um, it wasn't really something that was like riddled with personal stories but what she was said what she had to say was really interesting about like the things that should be implemented into Hollywood to avoid this like toddler to train wreck or pipeline. I think so she called it. Interesting. Um, and I did think it was interesting. Um, blind items for you. Okay. All right. This one is very easy. As I, as I have been telling you for years and was confirmed yesterday, I don't know why it was confirmed yesterday. Um, this A-list singer isn't the one behind her social media. Oh, okay. Who is it? Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, Brittany? Yep. You said yep, like it was going to be a no. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, Who's it? What? Who's behind it? I don't know. Just not her. Um, this one, okay. This A-list dual threat actor who will grope you if you take a picture with him slept at one point in time over the years with the four female leads on this iconic cable show. Four female leads? What, like Sex in the City had four female leads, but one one doesn't count. Was, okay, it was a show that he was on, though. Four female leads? What show is four female leads? Pretty Little Liars, what else? It's a show you love. With four female leads? Okay, one is January Jones. There, what? Okay, who's the fourth female lead in that? Elizabeth Moss, Christina Hendricks, and Jessica Paré. Oh my god, I wouldn't call Jessica Paré a lead. That's ridiculous. Do you think he has slept with all four of them? Honestly, no. He definitely has not no. slept. He 
has not slept with Elizabeth Moss. I don't believe that he okay. slept with Elizabeth Moss. He has not slept. <laughs> and she's a conviction. I just don't think so because, like, she's a Scientologist. That's all I've got. I just don't think. <laughs> I do think he slept with January Jones, though. I have my suspects. Um, Jessica Perry, Perry, whatever. I don't know. But also, Joan was in a relationship. I think she was married throughout all of Mad Men. So I don't know about that either. I think this is not. I don't. I don't. I don't. Mm-mm. Sorry, I don't. All right, dear. All I would be so shook. Also, like, I think that these women. He was in a relationship for all those seasons too, and I think that these women have a lot of respect for one another and for other women. I don't think they would do that. So I disagree. I don't think this is John Hamm. I don't. I don't. No. Okay. No, I really don't think these women would do that. Okay. I'm angered. I'm so. Uh, I'm so mad in my chair. <laughs> Dexter just rises up. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled him out of my vagina. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you guys don't know. Dexter, Jesse just picked Dexter up, and it was quite funny. My dog. Yes. Okay, dear Bachelor producers, if you want your closeted stars on your show to find true love, then let them be open and free. It is bad enough we have had years of the closeted jerk try and find real love with women, but now you are doing it again, setting up with a beard with the guy that has a long-term sexual relationship with a different male contestant from the show. Please stop. You want me to give you my guess? I'm sorry that what are they saying the next bachelor is also gay? No, I don't think so. I think they're saying saying Matt and Tyler. Okay. I don't think, it's just like, why is it that like, when men have a close relationship sometimes, like when they're No, really they're not saying that they're together. Oh, so I was gonna say I think that's ridiculous. But what no, about they're saying, Tyler? They're saying Tyler is the closeted jerk. And I think they're setting Matt James up with a beard and he might have a long term sexual relationship with Colton. I think that apparently Matt James is bi. That's like an actual thing. He was like out as a as bi. Before, <laughs> such a good muscular looking dog. Sometimes he looks like he can beat me up. He looks like <laughs> he looks like that Pokemon with like the big boxing mitts. Hitmon Lee. Is that what his name is called? I think so. Boxing. Ah, champ. champ. Ma champ. <laughs> that's it. That's that's. Hitmon Lee turns into Ma champ. But I think Machimp is a good nickname for this little Chichino that's on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know about the Tyler Cameron thing. I'm not really sold on that one. Sorry. But Matt James, sure. I mean, if he was openly out at one point, like people claim, then sure. Yes. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, as I'm sure all of you have figured out by now, there's no Wait. way. Yeah. Do you think some of these men, like, they go on The Bachelor because they're confused and they're thinking maybe this would, like, help them? Or is that yes, a or, No, I think so. Or maybe they feel like it will make them appear more straight. 
Interesting, right? I could see that. Because I also wonder if, like, the producers are very smart and they're manipulative and, like, they're trying to create these crazy storylines. Like, if they have, like, a screening process where, like, they could tell. Like, if they could pick up on it. But they've Mm -hmm. had, like, by female contestants before. Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. Anyway. Um, As I'm sure... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I realized the boxing Pokemon was Primeape, Chris. Oh, Primeape. Anyway, right. as I am sure all of you figured yeah. out by now, Emily, what? Sorry, no, he is Machomp is definitely Dexter, though. Dexter reminds okay. me of Machomp. And Machoke? No, Dexter looks just like Machoke. <gasps> I'm gonna send you this picture. Okay. Tell me that's not Dexter. <laughs> Machoke. Okay. Sorry, I'm really. As I am sure you all figured out this by now, there is no way on any plain dimension, bizarro world that this A-list singer, just kidding, reality star, is a million, is a billionaire. I think it is also quite funny that the announcement was made the day that the family needed a talking point that was a 180 from the nightmare that was consuming them since the weekend. Kim Kardashian. Yes, that's what I think, too. She's not worth a billion dollars. I don't think so. I gotta be honest. I would think that she would be worth a billion dollars by now. That girl has so much. They, They have created... So many products. She has sold. She has done freaking everything under the sun. Truly. My boyfriend has arrived home. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I would believe that Kim Kardashian is a billionaire. I'm just going to say it. Maybe. I cannot hear. I have like 10 minutes left. Oh, okay. I'll focus on this. Um, okay. This A-plus list celebrity to anyone under the age of 10 says that this one-named singer used to always hit on the celebrity when the celebrity was in her tween, early teen years. I mean, that's kind of, that's very vague. So it could be anybody. I think Jojo Siwa. Because she is a major celebrity to anybody under 10. And I have heard rumors about Oh, I misunderstood the blind. Can you read the blind again? Yes. This A-plus list celebrity to anybody under the age of 10. Okay. Says that this one named singer used to always hit on the celebrity when the celebrity was in her tween, early teen years. I have heard shady, shady things about Sia. Interesting. Being a predator. Like, I heard that she has, like, nude pictures from, like, photographs, like, photo shoots of, like, Maddie Ziegler. Oh, and, like, wow. that, they, that they have, like, like Maddie Ziegler always, like, sleeps over her house and they have, like, a weird, inappropriate relationship. And I kind of believe it. Interesting. I have no idea. I've never heard that. I really hope that's – I really hope that's not true. Um. Also, I wanted to say <laughs> – Um. That they're okay, so I guess like uh Matt James is like playing Rachel, whatever her last name is, mm-hmm. because like there's been like he, I guess, like called her to like come to New York to visit him, and then like she came there, and then like she and this other girl like compared stories, and it was like the same thing, yeah. This girl Grace, 
Yeah. And I say tisk tisk Matt James. That's not nice. I know. I mean, I've heard like different takes on this. One is like, he was saying, I love you. And then he was also dating around. But then also I've heard like, no, he wasn't saying I love you. And like, he made it clear that like, they weren't like, they, that he was dating. So they weren't like monogamous. So I don't know what to believe in this story, but I don't know. I, 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 I think that Matt James is up to no good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be passing the, uh, the vibe check lately for me. Mm, I feel that. It is because of things like turning the tragic overdose of the former A-list rapper slash A-list actor, your story instead of his, and this constant thirst that people really don't like you all that much. So it should not come as a surprise to this former tweener turned A-list adult singer that your record sales suck and even the A-plus lister you nabbed for a single couldn't help you. I think I know. I think I know. I'm not sure. I think it's Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande. Oh. So I think, like, she, like, said something, like, she, like, made her the DMX overdose, like, related it to, like, herself. And I think, like, that's why, like, people have, like, beef with her. And I guess, like, her new album hasn't been selling well. And they're like, well, you got Ariana Grande on it. Even that couldn't help you. I didn't really like the album that much. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. But it's like, it's a one-time listen for me. Mm, interesting. That was it. I listened to solely to see what, what it was going to be about after watching her YouTube stuff. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. but she's not it for me. Speaking of out of their mind reality stars, this recently arrested housewife has totally blown off the advice of her attorney. He told her to stop filming. She said no. He said the feds will use every bit of footage that is shot and use it against her. She didn't care. He said to live modestly. She went and rented a house she can't even afford without using her ill-gotten gains. She thinks she will get a slap on the wrist just like the famous moms in the college admission scandal. They didn't steal from others. She really is leaving living a whole in a whole other world. I suspect her attorney will quit in the next few weeks. She literally gets one reality show, Jen Shaw, and freaking yeah. thinks that she's like a Kardashian. Like I'm sorry. I, I barely know who you are. I've watched two episodes of your life. You're not that relevant. So stop acting like your shit doesn't stink. Like you fucking screwed up. That's it. Nobody really cares about your, you know, your living situation or what, or this freaking persona that you have to keep up with. Cause there's nothing you have to keep up with for us. Sure. Like, I feel honestly embarrassed that as a society, we're even giving her the attention that she can think that, that, yeah. that she can get away with this, you know, like why she shouldn't even get our attention at this point. Like, ugh, Oof. don't like her over it. Yeah. All right, last blind, this A-plus slash A-list singer slash soon-to-be judge is cheating on her significant other, so I really am iffy on the whole wedding thing that she is planning. Soon-to-be judge? You're thinking of judge too seriously. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Not like a legal judge. A talent Um. judge. A talent Ariana Grande? I think so. 
Um, I just, I love Ariana with my whole heart and soul, but <laughs> I just, I don't think she's a faithful lady. And I think like she does like love who she's with. Like I think she is like in love with who she's with, but I think she is like susceptible to like really loving attention from other people and like falling under that like spell. Listen, not everyone is meant to be monogamous. I don't think she is. I'm a firm believer in that. Like I had read something over quarantine about how there may be this like gene, like it might be hereditary and it goes down to your genetics, whether you are a monogamous person or somebody that- Yes, I've read about that before. And like, there's people I can think of in my own personal life where it's like very clear to me that like they're one, like they're one way and somebody else is the other. And in this situation, like I just feel- There was a time I thought I wasn't made for monogamy. I know. Like, I think like when you're a repeat offender this many times- yeah. Maybe it's just not for you, but at the same time, like, what do you do when, like, you're romantic and you want to find love and you want to have a family, but at the same time, like, biologically, you're like, I don't want to do that. There is yeah. something to be said about that, and I don't think that it's a bad thing. I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. You're not- It doesn't fit with society. Yeah, like, it's just what society says, but if you're somebody who doesn't want to be in a committed relationship with one person for the rest of your life, maybe find a partner who you can have an open relationship with or a partner yeah. that wants to be a swinger. Honestly, like it sounds crazy, but like it's your life, it's your sexual life, it's your sexual health. If it's what makes you happy and it's what makes your relationship work at the end of the day, then totally who to judge. I agree. Um, I want to take you back to 2013 really quick. That was a wild year for me. How was it for you? Well, not for me, for Demi Lovato. I know. I was just seeing for fun. (laughs) (laughs) 2013. um, How old was I? I was 20 years old. Yep. Wild. It was a wild year. Um, Wild. So um, in 2013, something happened with Demi Lovato that was just annoying and crazy for me. I just want to talk about it. So Demi Lovato was, like, with Hollywood Records, and she was, like, not getting the promotion that she needed for her fourth album, Demi. It didn't receive literally, like, any promotion at all where, like, Selena Gomez had her album Stars Dance coming out that year, and it got, like, all the promotion in the world. And then, like, all these people were tweeting about, like, I feel like Demi Lovato was given the shit end of the stick at Hollywood Records, and I take that personally for her. Um, She had this single, Made in the USA. Um, it got moved a week later after 4th of July, even though it was a patriotic song because Selena Gomez had a song coming out. And then all these people were like tweeting at like radio stations, like, can you play Made in the USA? And places were like, we'd love to play Demi Lovato, but her label doesn't call in. They call in to get come and get it to play. We've been serviced it yet. We haven't been serviced it yet by the record company. Legally, we can't play it. Like all these things they were saying, like with the radio station, like the recording, like the company wasn't letting them play it and we're only promoting Selena. And I take that personally for Demi. Yeah, that's weird. Um, They're putting all their focus on Selena when it should have been on the talented one, Demi. And also um, other thing about Selena and Demi. So like the story goes, like they were like childhood friends. I don't really think they were. Like, I think after Demi got the role of Camp Rock, was on Selena, like, actually, like, really wanted to be close with Demi. Um, so then, like, they got really close. But 
the tea is that Selena thought that Demi was really embarrassing and she was always like moody and always crying and always like complaining about stuff. And, um, and basically, um, hold on. So there was like all these interviews where, um, you know, it's like, like Demi said something about Selena in like a magazine saying we're both busy I wish the best for her but true friends don't let their friends or family be mean to you and all this stuff you know I've made the mistake in the past of thinking because I have known someone for a long time that they're my best friend but that's not true and I guess Selena like made fun of Demi with like her friends like Taylor and everything so then Taylor and Selena became close and then Miley and Demi became best friends and then um, I think um, – I just think that they didn't, like, hate each other then, but I think Selena was, like, embarrassed. And the story goes that Demi called – there's somebody who, like, said they, like, knew her, and I was reading the story – that, like, Demi called Selena and her – and Taylor picked up. This is in 2013 – and Selena was like, I'm not here. I'm not here. Like, don't like let her talk to me. And Taylor was like, oh my God, like, sorry, like, she's busy. And then Selena was like laughing in the background and Demi could like hear her. And then Demi's, uh, Selena's cousin like grabbed the phone and said, sorry, Selena doesn't like you and doesn't want you to call her anymore. And then Demi and Selena started laughing and then they hung up. And then like, that was when the beef started. And then all the like, how Selena asked Taylor, like all that stuff and the paparazzi started coming out. And I just feel like Selena was a not good friend to her, and I feel really bad about that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that all happening and playing out. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about Demi Lovato for right now, but I will have more to say next week. Oh, Demi. The evolution. The evolution. I'm bringing you guys from the past to the present to exactly where we are now, including the Jonas Brothers stuff all the the public beefs she's had all the those joe bros what i think of her as a person all those kinds of things so loved doing the show with you em as always it is a delight and a pleasure sorry that i have a little bit add tonight and was all (laughs) over the place with my chomp then i went on (laughs) other random tangents i've been a little off that's all right I love you, and until next time, we are leaving you on red. Uh, On red.